Hola, estás escuchando El Factor M, donde hablamos de las mujeres y del mundo en general y de los hombres y también de lo demás. Con las periodistas Aurora Lozada, Patricia Gras y Rosemary Salum y nuestro one and only, el músico y productor Jay Simón. Welcome to the show. We're talking about something serious, believe it or not. Uh, we are going to talk about something you've all probably heard a lot about, but we want to discuss it a little bit more because things are coming out every day, and it's about the Stanford rape and how it's changed the conversation and the dialogue in the United States regarding rape. Now, as a reporter, I've been uh, covering rape for a very long time, and I feel that it, not much has been done to improve the situation with regards to people paying and having consequences for their actions. Even in the military, rape is very rampant. And I've done interviews with military women, and very little has been done. It's getting better, but very little has been done. What happened with this particular case is that finally we get to hear the victim's voice. She writes a letter. It's a seven-page letter. It's read uh, by CNN and, and even by our many politicians uh, presented yes, in the Congress. It's been translated. Millions of people have read this letter. And I think that made a change. But what was really interesting about this case and why it got so much, so much attention, besides, I think, listening to the victim, was the fact that she did everything right. She was supposed to get justice, and she did not. So uh, things are happening. And you were mentioning, Aurora, uh, about the, uh, the, the campaign uh, to... to uh, Well, let, let, let's explain first. Why do you say that she has not got any justice? Exactly. Um, Go ahead. That's well, your job. That, <laughs> well, in fact, I'm not sure if, if, if we can say that. The truth of the matter is, and I think it's part of the uh, controversy, because as you were mentioning before, this is a special case. And what makes it, first of all, This is a college sexual assault case. Usually, it's not a rape case. It's college, a sexual yeah, assault. Yeah, but uh, college rape cases are rampant in, in the U.S. And going back to your point, but it's not just the military or it's just not, you know, society in general. Well, most cases don't even... when you, It's rape or sexual assault. Most cases, 97% of the cases, they are these, these people never serve time. The rapist doesn't serve time, I which think is amazing to me. Partly because of the... And we already had a show... Uh, or an episode uh, rape, entirely yes. devoted to this, to college um, rape cases. But what makes Stanford different is not only that the victim has been very vocal about her ordeal with the letter that you mentioned too, but also the fact that the sexual assault, I mean, the person who committed the sexual assault allegedly, because let's not forget that this guy is in jail right now, but he still needs to be... Um, taken to trial. I think he has not been taken to trial, right, uh, yet. So, um, allegedly, um, sexual assault case. Uh, anyway, he's supposed to be the perpetrator, but what makes this case different is that not only him, but also the father, his father, also mm -hmm. wrote a letter um, basically asking the judge to be kind of lenient with uh, the son because he believed that the son didn't do anything, that, um, you know, he couldn't understand why the son was even there, that he's not a criminal. And I think he literally said that he was going to pay really hard for 20 minutes of action. Right. And he, and he tried to fix it later. Do you know how he tried to fix that? Do you know how he tried to fix that? 
he he said that it really he didn't mean sexual action, but it was action. <laughs> no, the yeah, father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, the but, but, but the point is that you know he basically he's showing that he doesn't think that the son right, did anything no. wrong. And going back to why you were mentioning that she supposedly didn't get any justice. On top of that, the judge that you know had to handle the case came to the conclusion that he was going to give. Um, this guy's six months in jail. But everybody's saying that uh, he actually will, he will not even get the uh, six months, maybe less than that. Well, if he, if he That's behaves, what, you know, the rumor, maybe, this rumor say yeah, that. Yeah, if he behaves, it's two months. But, you know, I think this guy's going to be in trouble no, for the rest of his life. No, but not if he behaves or not. Everybody is telling that maybe he will get out before just... I mean, he's a, he already has a date before, you know, beforehand that he's going, he's going to... to because I, I believe that's because of the justice system right. here. If you get like six months for... Actually, this is almost considered a misdemeanor, the way right, right. the judge sentenced this, which, by the way, I think I'm wrong then. Then he went to trial. I'm kind of confused. No, he, no, he was in trial and he was convicted. Okay. Yeah. In so fact, so yeah. This, this, is, this is already the sentence that the judge gave to him. But going back to your point, I believe that according to the judicial system here, uh, if you are, if you take six months in jail, if that is a sentence, but if you have like good conduct, chances are that you're going to be out before yeah, that's the what six I mean. months yeah. are, are If he has good done. conduct. Yeah, but who knows? I, I, I don't, I, I think that he has a problem. He has serious problems. So does, so does his family. I mean, they, again, they, they, well, they well, never the mentioned her in the trial. Mm -hmm. it was well, like, the problem that I see is that they don't have the conscience. No, to, to find, you know, to, to know that they they were damaging this girl. But this is something about that particular family, which seems to be a socio sociopathic family in general Thank or you. society in general. Yes, because look at the judge, and that's part of the you know the uproar actually came more after he was sentenced with six months exactly. than even before he was even sentenced. And I think it's because every single person in this story, other than the victim, which is a woman, is male. And right. every single person who has something to say that has an effect and a consequence is male. So even though she was brave enough and courageous enough to write that letter for everybody to see a very detailed letter, by the way, oh, about yeah. what I mean, happened. She, yeah. uh, I mean, she was putting herself up front with that. But basically, you know, the, the, the matter of, as a matter of fact, that letter didn't carry any weight. After all, because the, the truth because, is that yeah. his, his but he sentence, carried the weight in public in the public discourse. Well, and that's why it makes it different. And Jay, Jay, uh, uh, I want to know what you have to say about it since you are male. You the are token our male. male. You are a male. Tell us what you think. This whole discussion has me generally uncomfortable uh, because I'm always weary of of the implications that it has on the larger scale. Because on the one hand. In this particular case, that there's there's nothing that you guys have said that I disagree with. Uh, I completely uh, mirror your your reactions and 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 in kind of outrage in, in in this in the way this this is all played out. But I think that this also reminds me a little bit about what we were talking about earlier in the in the Beyonce episode, where all of a sudden there are a bunch of people who are paying. Uh, consequences for this kind of conversation i feel like that, that in general it's it's hard to, to separate this conversation about rape and this this particular rape that brock uh it's, it was a sexual assault it wasn't rape in fact she was only the only, sexual assault carries she was, right it's hard it's hard to separate this from the larger conversation that we tend to have in society as to you know how do we interact with uh how do men and women interact with each other brock turner brock turner thank yeah. you and uh, 
you know, and another thing that I was really that was that I found was really curious, and I'm I'm really terrible with my research today. I've, I've, I'm I keep forgetting her name, uh, but there was this uh, this musician who wrote a letter to the judge in the trial, supporting Brock. Uh, in addition, thirty seven letter, letters were written to support Brock. Yeah, thirty seven. And it, it, but this this particular girl was uh, she was a woman who was in a band called Good English, uh-huh. and I can't remember her name. I'll look it up in a second, but. Um, but then she's also been the subject of, of this kind of massive hatred. Um, and I think what the, the, what's trouble, I think, so I think what's really uncomfortable uh, to me about this whole conversation is the amount of rage that's, that's the, the undercurrent of rage that's, that's, that's coming out of society. Uh, and it, it's, and it's not just in this particular case. I mean, it's, we see it in, in the political world, uh, and we see it in, you know, we saw it in Beyonce's lemonade and the reaction to that, but. But the fact that we're losing, I feel like to a certain extent, we're also losing a bit of uh, the ability to have a rational conversation as to how we should evolve and how we should treat each other. Uh, Everything is kind of, and just to end my thoughts, there was this post that I saw on Tumblr about um, a girl was talking about how she she had, quote unquote, discovered that really the the whole ritual of, of a man buying a woman a drink at a bar was really the real purpose of it was just to to lower her guard and to dis- uh, 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 in, in, inhibit her capacity to say no to a to a person to to try and, and, and induce a sexual relationship and how abusive that was and how if if she said she asked people to tell men that you know maybe that instead of the uh, of an alcoholic beverage that they could buy them. A coke, a coke, or something, and she was saying, "Oh, well, you know, men get angry at this and this, and that's the and the and the kind of and that kind of conversation. I feel like it was kind of irresponsible, not maybe not irresponsible. She was saying what she felt, but first of all, she made, she generalized it into all men. She might have only asked one or two people to do that, and now all of a sudden, every man every man has to pay for that for that for one or two guys' yeah. actions and that kind of devolve. I agree with you there. I feel that's kind of an, an unfair point to make. And the, and the second fact, it's like no one's forcing her to drink these drinks. Uh, you know, there's a certain amount of responsibility that she has in the conversation. You know, it's not just because uh, I mean, just as, as and, and also as many women as might as, as, as there might be that say, "Oh, well, this is this is an abuse of power." There's women that actually gloat about how many drinks they get for free at a bar, and so I think that it's it's very it's it's hard for me. So, just in summary, it's hard for me to look at this and not see a conversation happening on a gender on a gender level and then seeing all this hatred as opposed to i'm not saying that i'm not saying that we should rationalize rape obviously or rationalize sexual assault there is definitely there are definitely gender elements in this case like you said aurora this is you know everything every every opinion that has been truly listened to has been that of a of a man uh you know the judge the father etc even the guy that, even the guy that uh that the bikers that were the ones that quote yeah. unquote caught. Um. I was just I was just gonna suggest if we can um, kind of go over the story. So for those who I mean I find it hard to think that people who are listening to these don't know what we're talking about. But just for the sake of reminding people what the story is about. Did you mean how it happened? She she um, she's I think she was twenty two. I mean again I mean don't don't quote me on this but. She went to a party with her sister. She uh, drank. In campus. That was in campus. It was a fraternity party. Right. But she, she's not in Stanford. She, no. She doesn't go to Stanford. By the way, let me just add that Stanford did not allow the swimming team that knew Brock, the women in the swimming team, to say anything 
they suggested they didn't say anything about this guy uh, because, you know, it just wasn't a good idea. But, 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 but let's explain but who, who he explain. was and why the swimming team is important in all this. Yeah. Be, okay, so Brock Turner is a famous athlete. He's a famous, not a famous, but he he's, was a great athlete uh, swimmer. Okay, he was on the swim team and very successful swimmer. Expected to go to the Olympics. Right, right. So uh, and uh, and he and and she she gets drunk that night, like most a lot of people do in fraternity parties, and um, not all I know, not but all. She gets drunk she to the point drunk. that she passes. She passes, passes out. out. This guy takes her. I don't know all the details, but takes her outside. Mm -hmm. Basically, begins. Well, I don't think anyone knows the the details. Everything is well. No, I mean the details are out now. But how Um, do how how she was taken to the uh, dumpsters? No, we don't know that. The only thing that we we know is what she says in the letter. Because I don't know if he explains anything actually. But he says in the letter that what they told her is that these two other (laughs) Swedish students were biking around, found him uh, sexually abusing her behind a dumpster. And she gives very specific graphic details about what was going on. And then she's taken to the hospital. And basically, these two Swedish students stop this guy. And they grab him because he's trying to run away. So they prevent him from doing that. I think they call an ambulance. Then she's taken to hospital. And that's when she wakes up. And she doesn't even know what hit her. And that's when she starts learning what went on. And, you know, everybody starts explaining to her you were sexually abused and what happened. So with that, that's why uh, when, when Jay is raising up the drinking issue, that's how the drinking issue plays a role in all this. And I agree with you. I think there is a responsibility. And on the other hand, it's pretty sad that... You know, if you are a woman and you want to drink until you pass away because, yeah, that's your deal. I mean, I wouldn't do that, but that's your deal. I wouldn't judge it. But if you are a woman, you're always thinking, oh, but I can't because maybe this would happen. But if you are a man, you don't care. I mean, you're going to drink until you pass away because nothing is going to happen to you anyway. Uh, Same same thing with wearing short skirts or, you know, doing something that can be considered provocative. Um, I think it's, it's, it's pretty similar to that. And I think part of why this has been a very special case is because for years, and particularly for the last couple of months, the um, raping college issue has become such a hot issue in the U.S., that, and particularly among Ivy League universities, by the way, that I don't think they can handle it anymore. Um, you know, it has become something that they really need to tackle, and they've been pushing it away and pushing it away. And I'm talking about the institutions now. Mm-hmm. So I, I think part of what's going on is probably nobody expected her to come forward and be so vocal and public about what happened to her because there is a lot of shame involved. Yeah, most people don't even uh, don't even most women don't and a even lot of hopeless. Say, you know, there is a hopeless concept for a reason that the justice is not going to be by your side right. if you are the victim but of one of these things. But it's really different in this case of rape because it has or, or sexual assault because this this kind of. Uh, uh, events happen very regularly, regularly and on in, college in, campuses. Yeah, it's exactly. a huge problem. So what it's what this makes this this uh, case very different is that she became really vocal. And when we are saying vocal, is that you know she wrote this letter that we were mentioning. And people read it. But people <laughs> read listened. it, and it it got it. It got you know to to the mainstream media. Yes. Because sometimes you know women or girls you know they are trying to defend themselves, but. It doesn't get, you know, their voice doesn't make it to the to the uh, main mainstream media. So when it gets to the mainstream media, it 
what it, you know that's you know a, a phenomenon that I'm observing is that it makes people kind of change their minds. Well, that's why this is so important. Exactly, and that's what we're talking about, right? Because How, yeah, because because for the first time they are hearing the, the the side of the woman. See how the family when they were complaining about you know twenty minutes of 20, action, exactly, and, and, you know, you know, he got drunk, yeah, and, and you he know, made a mistake, and exactly. Like sexual assault is a mistake. It's not a mistake. They don't. It's, give, a, it's a crime. Yeah, but they don't care about the, the girl. No, they don't. They don't care about the... I mean, this is very obvious to you that they don't care. I mean, even the girl is saying, I mean, you are not caring about me. So, you know, it's it's very interesting, you know, that part. But it, what has, it has not changed at all is the way, you know, the, the, the police and, uh, you know, the, the, all the um, status quo, you know, approach a, a woman that has been sexually assaulted or, or raped, which is what you were wearing... Uh, did you know the? Uh, Were you uh, drinking? Exactly, Whatever, yeah. and all that stuff, which takes me to the uh, to also to the uh, subject of why this also you know okay. If she can wear whatever she wants, it's not illegal to wear right. a miniskirt, or it's not illegal to to you know have or a, to even be promiscuous. I mean, again, having sex with as many people as you want—that's your issue. But if you are having if somebody's raping you or sexually assaulting you, it's a crime. And that it right. doesn't matter whether you're drunk or not drunk. Right. Whether you slept with three guys that night or not. You didn't want to be raped. It has to be consensual, guys. And I women, think, too. Yeah. But I agree with you. There's a lot of... There's some women who use it. In fact, there was a story, I think, in the Rolling Stones about a woman who made up a whole story about rape. But the bottom line is there's still a lot of rape going on that's not being convicted, that's not being, re, you know, that's not being analyzed, and it's still a huge problem. I think part of what makes this case different other than her letter that we have already mentioned a couple of times here is actually the father's letter. And when I say the father's letter, I mean the father of the perpetrator's letter. Because um, look at, you, remember this case that we actually, we talked about it here um, in El Factor M. Uh, I think probably last year, this Columbia University female mm-hmm. student she was who was carrying her mattress, mattress. around campus right. for weeks and I think for months, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. because they, sexual they, assault. Because Columbia will not hear to her saying that guy that I actually need, I, I have to see his face every single day right. in class A and class and B. And nothing happened to him. And nobody is doing anything about it. So I'm going to carry the mattress around where he raped me. Mm-hmm. Of, of course, this is all allegedly, but she was desperate about it. And she was in the media, Rosemary, to your point about the mainstream media. But, she but was she in was, the media. She was in the media with the mattress. She was not in the media with the letter. No, no, what I'm trying to say is she made her point all the way up to the New York Times, to CNN, right. I mean, to any other mainstream media, top media that you can imagine, and nothing happened. And I mean, a letter is super relevant and compelling, but I can't imagine anything more compelling than carrying your mattress every single freaking day around campus. However, in her case, everything was pretty quiet other than her, you know, putting that kind of um, thing in action. In this particular case, I think the father of this guy, Brock Turner, actually uh, made a huge mistake. Well, Bye. technically, he wrote it to the he like because it was he and the the woman that I referenced. They were writing letters to the judge. They weren't actually. They didn't know that it was going to become public record. I mean, it's kind of they kind of should have known, but they were they these were letters addressed to the judge. What well, they weren't letters to the media. 
Independent. Right, yeah. exactly. Well, and yeah. I, I yeah. think that, that that's a great part of what happened and, here, is they got out. And, right. and then we will never know because we are not in the judge's head. But the truth of the matter is that after that, and after other considerations that I'm imagining the judge took into account, he comes up with a six-month sentence. If, so if, to what extent... That father's letter had something to do with that six-month sentence. It, it that's, al- that's the point. But it, it, it also uh, has to do with the fact that the guy hasn't... hasn't he doesn't hasn't have any a, previous... Exactly. He doesn't have a criminal past. So that's why he got six months. Well, these and women that he, the, the swimming team was saying that he, he, harasses, he harassed them verbally. Yeah, but he didn't have a criminal record. He didn't have a criminal record. Yeah. But, you know, it, to, me, that, that's, to me, that's irrelevant. But that's the, the other that point that I think has also um, become... Ex- extremely um, tough about this, which is your point right now is really good, but because the other question that people are asking is basically asking is, okay, so he's a white guy, blonde, blue eyes. Privileged. He's a Stanford alum. He was in the swimming team. Yeah. Um, you know, Olympics prospect. How about, and okay, he didn't have any criminal record, and yes, he didn't technically rape her. It was sexually assault. How about if this same thing had happened with a black student? Oh, yeah. Someone who was not in the swimming team, someone who, you know, that and is that was another thing. thing that really thing got the attention because people know that if he had been black, it would have been a different story. I think there's a lot of, but, but again, I mean, kind of going back, to, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I, all these things to me all that I'm hearing speak about a kind of inability to have a conversation. There's, a, you know, the con- there are concepts now in society, whether or not, you know, justice, quote unquote, is, is achieved in, in a court of law. There, I mean, the, the, the idea of, of, uh, of victim blaming is now, uh, of, uh, uh, how would you, what would you call this? It's a, it's a bad word now. Like, you can't do that in, anymore. It's something you are completely, pro- not prohibited, but you're completely reprimanded by society if you start even uh, approaching this this kind of topic you know there there's still i mean there is some progress i think in in kind of reporting this but i think but everything that you guys are speaking to the the whether or not this trial would have been as popular if it was a, a black victim or a black perpetrator uh or or rosemary you were saying whether or not like how to the the degree to which this case has been uh, represented in the media. Right. I think these are just kinds of. This is really a factor, as much a factor of 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 just kind of capitalism and democracy in the way those two interact in this country. Uh, that it's been a function of that as much as it has been that of justice. And I don't want to. I, I also want to. I always want to bring up this subject uh, about a case in Occidental College. I think it was last year, where two freshmen. Had uh, had sex. The girl again was also extremely uh, drunk, and uh, as well as the guy. And even though it, while she was, even though she was conscious and she was aware, or to to the extent that any person is aware, any drunk person is aware of anything, that she was going to have sex. She texted people, uh, "I'm going to have sex tonight." Blah blah blah. She still two weeks later, after the fact, decided that it was rape. And this, uh, yeah, the other yeah, kid, the, the professor helped her. A legal, a law professor told her that she needed to to make it, it into rape. Yes, and I and I agree with you. I think there, there's a there's a, some of that going on. 
But most of the problem here is that there is too much rape and sexual assault going on. Now, what I want to ask you, though, because I'm listening to you and I can hear a little bit of your pain because you're coming from the gender that gets blamed most for this. Uh, my question to you is, how would you fix this in a college campus? What Education. would you do? Education. But, I mean, what kind of... I mean, to me, like, they know that a lot of rape happens during frat parties yeah. and, and sorority parties. I think it's a culture of impunity. Right. Yes. So, I so, mean, it's, it's just I mean, like what, that. But you, know why, you, but you know why it's a culture of impunity? Because every time you go to the movies or every time you read a book or every time, you know, the culture is immersed in this sexual stimulation, you know, to the, to the boys. The, the only freedom that a, a teenager or a college guy, you know, gets to have you know, when, when, when they are in, in, in that age, is, you know, the, the sexual... To get drunk and to, to have... To get drunk and, and have sex. Yeah, well, everything yeah. else is punished. Everything you are not allowed to say, you're not to, allowed to talk, you're not allowed to... All, almost anything. But All it, you have to do is just work and, and have... The only escape, that's what the word that I wanted to use. The, even the only even more is, if you know that you are going to get away with it. And that's exactly. the problem. Let's, let's imagine for a second that there was some sort of policy. I'm not just even saying legal something, just some kind of policy among the Ivy Leagues, because by the way, I, I this think, happens yeah, particularly this among the Ivy League leagues. universities. Yes. yes. Based on what, whatever, that, you know, if they, if, if you rape someone or if it's, it's hard to know that because again, everything is alleged until proven contrary. But let's say that, you know, you are allegedly raping someone or, or have allegedly raped someone or sexually abused someone, then you're out. You are expelled. Right, there's no... That is extremely dangerous because it's a slippery slope. Because right. going back to Chase's point, if you have a beef with someone and that person happens to be a male and I am a female and I have a beef with you, I can just go crying my eyes out and saying, he raped me, he raped yeah, but me. But it needs to be proven. I mean, it's, it's pretty it dangerous and it's pretty risky, but something needs to be done because part of the problem is these guys keep doing this thinking nothing's going to happen. Right. Not right, only right, that, right. but I'm going to be mocking you at you, you know, basically in front of you every single day because I'm not going to be expelled. I'm not going to suffer the consequences and nobody's going to listen to you. And I think that's the, the thing is that there's unequal treatment in the law. I mean, the, if most people, if, if 97 cases, uh, you know, don't don't make it to court. But see, I mean, that's a but huge this is problem. The thing, this right is the there. thing where I think it's a college problem because if you are working in a company here in America, there are very specific corporate policies, HR policies, and even legal policies that say that if you suffered sexual harassment. In the workplace, Just even that is a serious issue, right. and whoever is doing the sexual harassment is going to be in big trouble. Big trouble. He not only can be instantly fired, but he can actually have to face legal consequences. That is not happening at a college level, and I think it has. So I do think I think you're, you're talking about um, when you say education. I mean, not only the, young people, but the administrators of these colleges. Yeah, no, they need to get more than anything. Training. I mean, education. And in, in when, like, people are four, when people are five, when we socialize men and women to be different, yes. we, we automatically, you know, impose a certain amount of, like, uh, responsibilities and also allow them certain luxuries by virtue of just, like, filling, filling, fitting into a, a defined role. I don't think that there is any benefit to... to uh, I mean, there's, obvi there's an obvious gender difference, you know, and it's, I think, a lot of it, is in fact physiological, but I think most of it is socialized. I think that we socialize men to little boys to be kind of aggressive and to quote unquote chase after girls and to, to have this kind of attitude. 
and then you know women by the by the same token kind of are, are raised into the into the in the weaker kind of uh you know well a passive sense you know and i think we should stop doing that that in itself i think would 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 stop a lot of these 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 uh these these assaults as well as having the conversation that we're not having right the the you know really being able to discuss these things rationally and not have arguments that are that completely disarm another person the the question of privilege the question of victim blaming i think that this yeah. I mean, as much as it may be true, I don't think it's an effective tool to communicate to another person uh, what the reality of a situation is, you know, yeah. to be able to really rationalize. And the, the, and the thing is that it. I want to get across to people is for the, the everybody loses here. The rapist loses mm-hmm. because, like she says in her letter, you know, he is a lifetime sex registrant. That doesn't expire. Yeah. Just like what he did to me doesn't expire. Doesn't just go away after a set number of years. It stays with me. It's part of my identity. It has forever changed the way I carry myself, the way I live the rest of my life. There are two victims here and their families. Um, I, I resist to believe that he is a victim in all this. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm no, 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 no. You're right. He, you're right. A, I shouldn't let call me, him let victim. Let me put it out there flat. He's a spoiled brat. Yes, Yes, Period, he and yes, he, he thought is. that he was going to get away with it, and that first that nobody was going to see him because he was behind a dumpster. Second, that even if they saw him and actually that happened and they stopped him, that he was not going to face any legal consequences because hey, look around, everybody is raping in different colleges and nothing happens. Right? Why no, was, you're right. I, I, you know I why didn't was he going to right be any word. different? And thirdly, because you just need to read the father's letter. He yes. didn't do anything, poor thing. Yeah. No, and, and they and, never and, take into you account know, and the victim And the entire legal ever. system is coming up on him, but he, you know. But anyway, I think that he's not a victim at all, but that you are right and that Jay's right, that this is a, you know, Am a big I right? problem. Am I right? <laughs> and you're right. You're right, too, of course. I, I, I think also just before we, we, we stop uh, talking about this, um, I think people do need to think twice about how much they drink, even though... Nobody should be raped or sexually assaulted because they've drank too much, obviously. But, you know, mix it. Mix a little bit with a little bit of coke and no no alcohol. You know, back and forth. You don't need to be so drunk that... Um, you lose your consciousness. Right. I mean, but, and, and yet, that's and there, true, again, but it's I, a it, very sad message for women anyway. No, but it's not yes. for women. I think it, men, even though men, men, too, men too, don't necessarily suffer stupid. the same risks of being sexually assaulted, if you get really, really drunk, you could still go out, drive, kill somebody, get yourself killed. Oh, no, for, of, of course. I mean, there's, I mean, there's still general, a, a personal a responsibility. It is a personal responsibility, and that's, a, you know, that's To be a, able to protect that, yourself and exactly. others. So when that, you talk about rape, I mean, and you are giving that kind of advice, you tend to think girls because careful you know because well, but, but, I mean, girls I and guys should be, be careful, careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah but boys, and I yeah, agree. College. But again, it's a sad, it's a sad piece of it advice. It is sad, but I don't think it's that that real. But it's it's universal. I don't think it's it, life itself. You, it's, know, you have to be careful. Even have men to have to be careful yeah. because you do stupid. Everyone loses a bit of control when when you're when you're drunk, and even though it might manifest, the risks might manifest in different ways because of your certain different physical attributes. I mean, my my sister always jokes that. You know, I, she hopes that I never get really, really drunk because I'm 250 pounds. There's no way that she's going to be able to carry me. You oh, know? No, that, that, By the way, he's very tall and good looking. <laughs> very good looking. He's very good looking. He's wearing he's 250 sure. pounds, but he's tall but and good looking. But on that looking. note, let like me say something that's something uh, And he's a sweetheart, and he would TV never do that. that. What was she expecting? I think it was one of these, you know, um, panels that they have on TV. And someone asked, what, what was she expecting? 
And someone said she was expecting a hangover. Hangout? Hangover? Hangover. Uh, hangover. hangover. Yeah, hangover. Uh, and that's, you know, that's, sure. a good, that's a good answer. She was expecting a hangover. She was yeah. not expecting this. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a, I agree with you, but it's a sad piece of advice. But again, I mean, I mean uh, to be realistic, it is naive to think that you're going to go to a frat party and... and and I don't know. I just, Not even I, the frat party. It's unrealistic to get, to get blackout drunk right. and think that everything's going to go well. Yeah, in yes. a perfect world, no, nothing would happen to anybody. And but, be, in and you, but in a perfect but world, you have thank to, you. But you have to be realistic. realistic. And it, it ha- I don't think it's sexist or... No, uh, it, it isn't. Everyone, everyone, when they lose control of themselves, put themselves at risk. You know, they, they open themselves up to whatever yeah. consequences. And you have to have common sense. And yeah. it, it kind of—I don't want to keep opening conversation, but I, you know it, the conversation about the kid that fell into the gorilla cage, the the little boy that was just eaten by an alligator. Uh, some people say, "Well, the parents should have done something. The parents should have done this or that." You know, there's responsibility everywhere. It's not. But it, things happen. I don't think you can just things happen, and that's a very yeah. good point because I I don't blame the parents, but things like that happen, and you have to be ready. You have yeah. to you right. have to prepare as best Ex- you can. Extra, and that's what you're saying. You know, don't 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 think that you can go to these parties, men or women, and get t- roaring drunk, and and you know everything's going to be fine because it may not end up exactly. Being fine. Well, we want to thank you for right. listening to this program, and if you want to get in touch with us, just uh, you can find us in Facebook at L E L Factor M. So we look forward to your opinions and your comments. Thank you so much. 